One journey, many paths. And our talk today is walking home together. Walking home together, because really isn't that what we're doing, right? We're on this journey. We each have our own individual path, but we are really walking home together. It reminds me of that Ram Das quote um, where he said, we're all just walking each other home. And I just say, I think that's a lovely way of looking at life, right? At this thing called life. We really are just walking each other home. It is a good reminder and I thought it would be a good talk title. Why not, right? Because what we know is that there is one life. There is one life. It's God's. And it is individualizing itself as all life. It appears as all life everywhere. And because we have free will, we are free to find our own path. And it's, our, it's uniquely our own. Just as we are unique individualizations of spirit, our path is a unique, individualized way. We are all headed in the same direction, absolutely. We are all ultimately finding ourselves at the same place in the end, absolutely. But the way we get there is always uniquely our own. Ernest Holmes, in, in his book called um, Light, he said this, There is a place on the side of the mountain we are all ascending where, having gone beyond the peaks that have obstructed the light for us, our ascent reaches an apex where no longer any shadows are cast. This is the light that is spoken of, the light that lights everyone's path. And as you believe, believe you are that light. And as you believe in the possibility of your own soul, believe that it is God. And as you believe in God, believe in yourself. So we are all climbing that mountain. We are all going for that same place, but we're doing it our own way, right? Oh, I did it my way, right? I know. But that's really what we're doing, you know? And, and I love the truth of that, that we really are all evolving and we are all headed in that same way. We are all on this pathway, of spiritual unfoldment, and we all are guaranteed to get there. Yay, I love that. Whether we are headed directly toward it, you know, like you're a woman on a mission, <laughs> and you're headed directly toward it, and you won't be, be, you know, changed or challenged or turned around any which way, or if you're taking the scenic route and you're pulling over at all of the vistas to look out at the at the scenery, or if you're goofing off along the way and getting lost and getting found and playing hide-and-seek, you know, we're all getting there. We're all headed to the same place. And, and, and Ernest Holmes said it really very well in his, um, in, in his statement of what we believe. Now, I mean, when he first wrote it, he wrote it as what I believe, but then the, the organization created the, the document, just tweaked it a little bit into what we believe. And I'm not going to read the whole thing, but what I wanted to point out was one of the lines in what we believe says this, says, we believe the ultimate goal of life is to be a complete freedom from all discord of every nature, and that this goal is sure to be attained by all. And, I, and that, that really just speaks for itself, doesn't it? Ultimate goal, the ultimate goal of life is to be free, 
right? The, the quality of God known as freedom, to be free from discord of all kinds. Complete freedom from discord of all kinds. And that that, that goal is to be attained by all. Regardless of our path, regardless of our journey, where it takes us, the highs and the lows, there is only one journey, really, and that is to complete emancipation. Complete emancipation of discord of any kind. And there are so many ways to get there. There are so many paths. There are so many paths. There's, you know, as many as there are people. Each one of us are going to be on this unique path. How you get there is up to you because we have free will. We share this path with each other. Of course we do. We're all in it together. But, but our own journey is ours, you know. We, we share this thing called life and we bump up against each other and some of us are together for lifetimes and, and some of us share the path just for a given amount of time and then go separate ways. Some help us along the way. Some share with us. Some try to hold us back. Some disturb us. <laughs> some inspire us. But all gift us. There is always a gift in any of the connections that we have. We each find our own way up the mountain. We create our own unique pathway, but we are always interacting. We are always giving and receiving with each other along the way. And we will find guideposts along the way that will will guide us. We will have guides along the way who we may listen to that can assist us in discovering maybe what we have not yet discovered that might work well on our path. But we still need to walk our path ourselves. We still need to do our own work. You know, sometimes this will work, sometimes that will work. As we change and as we grow, sometimes things that worked before will no longer work, no longer apply. And then we have to find new ways to get through. We have to find new ways to continue our ascent up the mountain. And we have to find those new ways ourselves. But we try this and we try that and we listen to our guides, our angels, right? The angels that are around us. And we do different things because different things will work at different times. And, that it, and it allows us to evolve. It allows us to evolve as we go along our path. You know, I get this thing called messages from the universe on my, in my email inbox during the week. And I noticed this week, one of them said, the sage knows all goodbyes are temporary. The prophet knows happiness has nothing to do with what others say or do. And the mystic knows life is always fair, even when circumstances are not. I just love that. And I thought, well, that's, that's who we are. Well, that's who we are becoming. Because this pathway is always a pathway of becoming. And so it got me thinking about our path. You know, as Ernest Holmes said, we're all ascending up that mountain. We are all headed in the same direction. We are all evolving toward this idea of total enlightenment. But we're doing it uniquely our own way. And we're all guaranteed to get there. So this is a test you can't fail. Isn't that lovely? 
but you get to do it your own way. And we all have helpers along the way. These are the folks I spoke about just before, right? The ones who inspire us, the ones who annoy us, the ones who betray us, the ones who lift us up and the ones who push us down. They all gift us with something we can use along the way. You know, I think it's, I think it's a, in Bible in the, oh gosh, I don't even know where it is now. I've just gone right out of my mind. Thessalonians. Thessalonians, where it says, in everything give thanks. In everything give thanks. This is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. In everything give thanks. It doesn't say you'd be thankful for, for all the stuff, but it says in everything give thanks. In the good stuff, in the bad stuff, in the unfortunate stuff, in the glorious stuff, everything comes with a gift in its hand. And so that's why we can be thankful in all things. Oh, there is like, there's like so much of that I want to unpack, but let's just leave it right there for now. Know that regardless of what the experience is, you get to use it for good. That's your choice. That's your free will. You get to use it for good. You know, we're, we are... If we were all enlightened right here, right now, right? If there was nothing else to learn, if there was no one else to, nowhere else to go, nothing else to do, why are we even here? This process is a process of unfolding. We are here for the journey. There is more. Of course there's more. There's always more. You're still here. I'm still here. We are still learning. We learn. We forget. We remember, we learn again what we experience. We employ the new learnings on the next, on the next uh, event in our lives, right? In the next condition. And we evolve. We continue to evolve. And you know, you know that there are all, always guides along the way. There are always angels that we have, the ones who gift us, and then the ones that we gift to. We take turns being angels for each other. Haven't you done that in your life? Always. I know you have. You are always someone's confidant. You have always helped someone. Someone has always helped you. We take turns being angels. You know, sometimes I'm the angel and I'm holding the light for someone or just holding the space for someone else, just helping lead them out of darkness just by being that listener, that observer. And sometimes you're the angel for someone. You know, sometimes someone is the angel for me, leading me out of the darkness, out of my own self-imposed limitation or doubt, or grief. And there's an angel sitting right next to me that is, that is shining the light for me. Now, if we were all enlightened all at once, just like that, with a snap of my finger, we wouldn't even need each other, would we? If we all just knew absolutely everything right here, right now, there would be no need for our circle, or our tribe, or the people that we, we, you know, create, the family that we create. But we do come together because we have to give some, and we have to get some, and we have to lend some, and we have to borrow some. We have to share from our heart, and we have to lean on each other. And we have to grow and evolve with the help of each other. 
You know, I was gonna, I was gonna say, <laughs> I was gonna save this for the miracle minute, but what the hell? Look, <laughs> I have something to share right now. You know, I had a few pieces of furniture from my dad's estate sent to me here in California. Just a few pieces that were not, I mean, like not very, very valuable, but they were sentimental to me. They were, they were pieces that were close to my heart. And when the shipment arrived, one piece was missing. And I was just heartbroken. I was just heartbroken. How could this be, you know? Now, if I were fully enlightened, right, you know, you know that place, I would just stay in the place of peace, knowing all is well. Nothing is left, nothing is lost in God. Everything turns out for the best. It's all good. It's all God, blah, blah, blah. You know the story, right? Yeah. Okay. But I would have been just right there. But, huh, oh, no, 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 no. What happened? What happened? What happened was I went through all five stages of grief. I mean, all of them. All the, all the stages of grief of loss. I went through, and not even in the same, you know, <laughs> not even in the order. Those things are not linear anyway. You know that, right? They're just, just all holistic. But there I was going through all of them. Denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance, and then back again, and then backwards. I went through all of them. But here's one thing you need to know. What was the first thing I did? The very first thing I did when that piece was missing was I called my practitioner. I called our, our whole, <laughs> I had the whole plethora of practitioners here at Vision. <sighs> I emailed them all to know for me and to know with me that nothing is lost in God because that's what we do. That's what we do first. When we're in the midst of our own drama, call your practitioner. Call your practitioner. It's the first thing that we do. You know, there's an old saying that says, God never gives you any, more than you can handle. God, that is such BS. I have to tell you, it really is. You know, it's belief system. That's really what I meant. You know that, right? Okay. So it is just nonsense. God gives us more than we can handle frequently. That's why we are in spiritual community. That is why we have spiritual community. That is what our spiritual community is for. It is to know with us and for us when we cannot know ourselves. That's why you have angels sitting alongside of you. That's why you have guides. That's why you have dear hearts that will listen to you and hold the light for you when you have temporarily misplaced it. That's what they're there for. Ernest Holmes, in this thing called life, he said this, man is made up of the sum total of his consciousness and subconscious thoughts, plus what he inherits from his ancestors and from human race thought, plus, and this is important, a spiritual inwardness. Our trouble is not derived from life itself, but from the use we have made of it. Life exists in its fullness at the center of our being. If it were never blocked, it would always flow through us as life, love, harmony, happiness, and success. That is the truth of us. We know this, right? If it were never blocked, it would flow unceasingly through us. We would manifest like that. We would know the truth always. There would be no blockages. 
but we have free will. So we're blocked by fear or by doubt or by worry thoughts or by, by it, it, all those times when we doubt that this works. Without that, yes, everything we affirm would flow into being. So I had angels praying and affirming and knowing for me when I forgot, when I forgot to know for myself or when I fell into fear and could not know for myself. They knew with me and they knew for me what I couldn't know for myself in that moment. And that's why we need practitioners. And I really hope you have one on speed dial <laughs> because we all need that. We all need that. We all need those people to know for us and pray for us when we have temporarily forgotten who and what we are. So I went through all the stages, you know? I went through all the stages of grief, of loss, when thinking about that missing piece of furniture. I was in denial. Oh my God, no, this cannot be happening. <laughs> you know that feeling, right? Nah, this can't be happening. I went through anger. What the hell's wrong with these folks? Why can't they do their job? They should know how to do their job by now. Why did they do this? Oh my God, I went through bargaining. I'm going to offer a reward. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to offer a reward to all those folks at the warehouse that, that crated up my belongings to find out what happened, how this piece got separated out. I just, I went to depression. This is never going to happen. I'm never going to see my piece of furniture again. I mean, everything, all of it. I went back and forth between stages. I got them all jumbled up. It's not linear. You know, and finally, acceptance. But it took some time, right? It took some time, you know? Sure, this may never happen. I may never see that piece of furniture again. And it was then, when I was looking at what they were offering me for reimbursement, and when I was looking, well, well I was looking on eBay <laughs> to see if I could find a piece of furniture that even could remind me of the piece of furniture that I lost. Did a representative from the company call and say they thought they found the piece? <laughs> Now, if I, were, if I were that sage that I talked about and I knew all, all um, goodbyes are temporary, I would have just sat in the truth of that all along. I would have never gone through the stages. I would have known, oh, all goodbyes are temporary. It's going to show up. If I were a prophet, like it said in that little saying, if I were a prophet and I knew all happiness doesn't come from the outside but comes from the inside, if I had remembered that, I would know, well, my happiness is not dependent on a piece of furniture. That's ridiculous. My happiness comes from within. And if I were a mystic, if I were a mystic, I would know life is fair even if circumstances aren't, right? So I've lost the piece of furniture. Obviously, I've gifted it to someone and didn't know it. And someone else is enjoying it. I would go directly to God is good all the time, and I'd be at peace. If I were a living luminary, like some ministers... <laughs> I would know this automatically, and I'd never have to get there because I'd live there. I would live there all the time, never being upset, never being off-center. But I'm not right now. I am the man that Jesus talked about when Jesus said, if you can believe, all things are possible to him that believe. And the man with the, with the ailing boy said what? He said, Lord, I believe. Heal my unbelief. I believe. Heal my unbelief. 
you know, right now we're in a season of nonviolence. We're observing the time period between the assassination of Gandhi and the assassination of Martin Luther King, January 30th through April 4th. And there are all kinds of things for us to do every day to really live nonviolence. And you know, there was a book written by uh, uh, Gandhi's grandson. I can't remember his name now. Hang on. Um, Arun, Arun Gandhi, right? And he, he, wonderful, you know, because we think of Gandhi, we think of this calm, composed gentleman. He never got thrown off center. He was always so peaceful. And in Arun Gandhi's book, he, uh, he, re, he referred to the fact that his grandfather lost his cool all the time, that he was always angry, and that when asked, Gandhi said, the anger was good. He relied on his anger to get things done. So it's kind of a different look for you to think about, right? For Gandhi. Oh my God, he said he always lost his cool all the time. Angry and upset about things. We know Martin Luther King was unfaithful to his wife many times, right? Over 40 affairs, I think he had. We know this because of the FBI tapes, because they taped him all the time. And we know this, and we know he regretted them. And we know, according to the book by Ralph Abernathy, we know that, that the day of his assassination, he had such a heated argument with a woman, that woman staff woman, that he hit her. We know this, too, that he totally lost it. Well, we know Jesus cursed a fig tree to death, right? He was so annoyed that there was no figs on the tree. He was like, ah, don't you ever do anything again. Just rot right where you are. And the fig tree withered up and died. These men, famous, famous for their nonviolent stance and their unconditional love, their unconditional love for all, they had to go through it to get to it. Just like we all do. They had to go through the stages as well. They had to feel their feelings. They had to heal themselves of their unbelief. These men that we hold up as ideals for a way of being in the world, they had to go through the process as well. There's no jump in the line here. <laughs> we cannot do a spiritual bypass and go from here to there and pretend. It's all good. It's all God. It's all pretty. It's all wonderful. When... We're not feeling it. And, the, and the, thing about, oh, the thing about it is we are all walking each other home together, so we are that for each other. When we can't know, there's somebody that can know for us. When you can't know, I am here to stand the, and hold the light high for you. This is what we do for each other. Sometimes we help each other. Sometimes we are helped. But we are traveling together. We take turns being those angels for each other. We give each other gifts all the time. Gifts that nurture us and calm us and provoke us and anger us and bless us. And we get to use all of it to heal our unbelief. Because we believe. We believe. Heal our unbelief. This is the path that we are on. And what the path is doing for us and to us is it is evolving us. It is revealing what we know is true all along. That we are whole. We are perfect. We are complete. We are made in the image and after the likeness of the creator. We have everything we need within us. And we heal ourselves of our doubt and our longing and the things that hold us back. 
while we're walking each other home and we reveal the Godness within us. We reveal the goodness within us. We reveal the truth of our wholeness. It has been within us all along. Thank you.